Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 248. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by an amazing member of the Blueprint Live Online Instructor Crew, continuing this week with Ali and our MCAT 101 series. This week, talking about creating study plans. How do you fit MCAT studying into what is very likely your already busy schedule? We're going to talk all about that in one second. Before we jump in, though, don't forget to go check out a free account over at blueprintmcat.com. Yes, a free account where you get access to a half-length diagnostic, access to their amazing spaced repetition, flashcard platform, their full-length one, which we've covered here on the podcast, and much, much more, including including their study planner tool, which we're going to talk all about today. Not necessarily their study planner tool, but creating a study plan and how to fit it into your schedule. That's what we're going to talk about today. Again, over at blueprintmcat.com. Go create that free account now. Ollie, back for some more MCAT podcasts, MCAT 101 series, scheduling study time. What? Like, this is probably the biggest, like if you go onto Reddit or Student Doctor Network, it's like, help me create a study plan. How do I, how do I figure all of this out? There's a lot of information that students need to know for the MCAT, uh, besides right on top of what we've already said about it's, it's a critical thinking test but there's still a lot of things that you need to know how how does a student start this process Ooh, that's a loaded question but um just put pen to paper and just start writing down what's on your schedule what's going on in your life outside of the mcat and then you start figuring out when can i study for the mcat so if you're taking classes you want to put time for your classes and time to prepare for your classes we talked about this in a previous episode but it's very important to keep like a kind of a regular schedule preparing for your classes I would rather you study less every week than you have to take three weeks off on midterms and finals every time or every time when you have a big exam where you just forget the MCAT for a week or so. And then it's going to take you a lot of time to go back into your rhythm studying for the MCAT. Uh, so put your classes in, the time to study for your classes, uh, put any time where you do research or you do work or you volunteer, time to see your family, time to see your friends. So everything goes before the MCAT. Because I think one of the biggest mistakes students make is they overload the schedule with MCAT. They yeah. fail after two, two, 
keep that schedule for more than a week and then they get depressed and then they go on Reddit to try to get another schedule <laughs> that's also super loaded and then you're going to kind of like get into this like misery cycle. Yeah. So just lower bet your expectations on how much time you're spending on the MCAT per week. I don't think if you start early enough, if you start like five, six months before your test, you can get by by doing like 20, 15, 20 hours early on and then like increase that amount of time uh, per week uh, closer to your test date. So, so let's start with, with that. So how far in advance should the average student start studying for the MCAT? I would say six months. So six months is the mostly the best time to get started where it's not um, like 12 months would be just too much for the MCAT. It can get depressing study for the MCAT for a full year. <laughs> Um, and three months is going to be very difficult unless you have nothing else going on in your life other than the MCAT. Okay. So five, six months for most students, I think works best. Uh, again, every student, you have your own schedule, you have your own life and things going on in it. So you will be the final judge of that. But I think start by looking at the six months and then go from there. So six months. So let's say I'm going to take the test in March of 2024, right? This theoretical mm -hmm. student who's a, who wants to start medical school in 2025, applying May, June of 2024. I'm going to take the test March of 2024. So going back six months uh, with some fuzzy math, we're looking at September-ish of- Yeah, so around now, yeah. Of 2023. Right. And when you look at that timeline, it's like, holy moly, like I just started undergrad and now it seems like in a flash, I need to start prepping for the MCAT. Um, and so that's just, uh, again, the the thought process that goes into the MCAT and the timing of everything. It gets away from students because it moves so fast. Yeah. So. But students who are prepared to start early tend to be the students who are mostly successful <laughs> with their application. Yeah. Uh, and you know this best. Like you've worked with a lot of students applying to, to medical school. So uh, students who wait till the last second to start studying for the MCAT, taking the MCAT, or applying to medical school. And they will get to a point where they have so many things on their plate that something has to give, where... They either have to like put less effort into their classes, less effort into their essays and application, or less effort into the MCAT. Yeah, something breaks usually. Yeah, uh, and and that's not something you want to happen during your application cycle because that's just yeah. that's that's uh, if it's grades, it's just a, a bad sign to come kind of stumbling into to medical school. If it's an MCAT score, it's just time and money to to hopefully do better and a confidence issue. Uh, and if it's with your application, well, you either are waiting to apply another year or you're just putting in a crappy application, you're going to be rejected and you're just going to have to do it all over again anyway. So yeah. uh, it's it's lots of planning to make all of this work well, uh, to to put all the pieces together and to to apply to medical school appropriately. So let's, let's talk about... Um, uh, a student who is is again six months out from applying. You mentioned like 15, 20 hours a week. That's a lot of time. Um yeah. like that's that's a, a 
full part-time job uh, for a lot of people is is MCAT prep. And so if they're working a full-time job or they're a full-time student, um, how are they supposed to fit all this time in? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not go- going to be easy. I think this is the number one thing with students. You underestimate how much effort goes into the MCAT. Uh, unfortunately, like a lot of pre-med advisors do not help in that regard where they tell students, yes, you need to take a lower load when you're studying for the MCAT. Don't take a, like 18 credits and study for the MCAT at the same time. But um, it's important to try to get, like follow simple rules when you're trying to allocate these hours uh, on your schedule. And for me, rule one is always, you should have a day off per week. Uh, I think this is great for your mental health to have a day off where you don't touch the MCAT and preferably you don't study for your classes either, where maybe you just like go out or if you have light work on that day, if you're a working person, then that would be your day off. Uh, rule number two is you want to study for the MCAT, uh, I'm going to say five or six days a week. Two. Even if it's only an hour for some of these days, like I think establishing a rhythm with the test is extremely important. Yeah. Like you said, Ryan, like it's a part-time job and um, it's going to be difficult to stop and then restart with so many things in your life. So for example, let's say a student decides that I will study on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll do like uh, six hours a day. And then I'll go Monday through Thursday, don't touch the MCAT. Then that Friday is going to be very hard to get back on that horse and study, study for the test. Mm-hmm. A better plan would be to study a couple of hours on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe take Friday off, and then study more heavily on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, this would be, it's, it's less of a task where you only need to take, like on some days, you only need to take a couple of cars passages. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Like it's it's doable. It's not going to interfere with the rest of your schedule. Some of the days you might only do flashcards or watch some videos, like some modules if you're if you're a, a blueprint student. Um, and some of the days where you want to sit down for hours at the library and do your practice. Yeah. Um, so you can mix it up, and I think that works better. When it comes to kind of laying out a study plan, we, we've talked several times now about a mile wide and inch deep. That's content yeah. on the MCAT and what the MCAT covers. As a student is thinking about studying for the MCAT, again, a very common mistake that we all see is students going too heavy into content review. Yeah. As they're building their study plan, how do they kind of make sure that they're not going too in-depth into topics that they just don't need to go that in-depth with? Yeah. Um, I think the main reason for students who go too much in-depth or spend too much time on content is that they're afraid that, what if I spent two hours studying acid bases today? What if I forgot this next week? Or what if I forgot this by the time uh, I took the MCAT? Um, it's, it's a feeling that I need to have a complete understanding and memorization of the facts now, five months before the test. But you need to remember that you will be exposed to the material multiple times. It's not like you're going to study like enzyme kinetics today and never see it again before the MCAT. You will see it on practice questions, practice passages. 
And um, back to the content and how deep we go into the content. Uh, a mistake students make is that they, they confuse uh, difficulty with importance. And that, oh, if a topic is difficult, it must be important for the MCAT and it must dedicate hours towards it. Uh, I had a tutoring students once come, come, uh, come to me like on the verge of tears. And like I spent the last three hours trying to understand sonic booms. Sonic, it's <laughs> very hard for me. Like, come on, like sonic, <laughs> that's not tested on the MCAT maybe at all. Like yeah. it's, uh, um, especially if it comes for physics, like it's my favorite topic, like in high school and in college, like I love physics so much, yeah. but it's not an important topic for the test. Don't spend too much time on a single topic. And if you want to spend a lot, like three hours on a topic, spend it on knowing your amino acids, on molecular biology, something that will give you a lot of points. Yeah. Um, so the rule of thumb is you want to take practice questions at the end of the day. Uh, go through the material with a focus on, do I understand the big picture? If I do, I'll take a few practice questions. If they go well, then I'm good. If they don't go well, then next week, I'll take a few more practice questions. Mm -hmm. um, this is a concept called retrospective learning. So you mentioned Reddit earlier. So there are a lot of like sample calendars on Reddit that you can get to that will give you a two-month calendar of what to do every day. Yeah. This is called prospective learning. Mostly you, from day one, you know what, what, what you're doing every day. Yep. And like research on how to learn shows that this doesn't really work. Uh, even though that some of these calendars are neat, I like them like as, as a template to start with, but not a great way to, to prepare for a test like the MCAT. What I would do is I would study every topic in small doses, but for topics I don't do well on, I take them in more doses than topics I do well on. So for example, I'm only gonna sit down to do, let's say acid bases, for example, I will only do one hour on my first sitting. And then I'll take a few practice questions. If this goes well, I'll come back to it in three weeks. If this doesn't go well, I'll go back to it next week. Mm -hmm. So I have an Excel sheet that organizes this on like how well you're doing with the topics and how often you go back to them. Yeah, it's, so, it's spaced repetition, but for spaced bigger, repetition, this is the planning. whole Anki concept. Yeah. So if you use Anki, you should be very familiar with this. Yeah. So, and you want to use Anki for the, for the content. So small doses, multiple times for topics you struggle with, fewer times. The frequency depends on how well you do with the topic. Yeah. And uh, this keeps you from getting too stuck into it. So I tell my students, like, stick to maximum an hour and a half per topic for your hardest topic uh, content and less for most other content. Yeah. This way you don't have time to go deeper than an inch. Yeah. And I like that because it's less intimidating. And I think yeah. students get very intimidated with, okay, I have to sit down for eight hours and study this one topic. And that's very intimidating. And what happens is an hour in, they go, oh my gosh, I have seven more hours of this. And then they take out their phone and they check social media and they go get some food and then they check their favorite TV show. And, and then by the end of the day, they've only studied an hour and a half of the eight hours that they wanted to study. And, and it's just defeating, right? And yeah. so I loved yeah. smaller bite, chi uh, 
bite-sized chunks of material. Uh, I, I'm in the middle of reading a book called Tiny Habits right now. It's very similar to that line of thinking where it's just like, start with one push-up, right? Don't tell yourself yeah. you're going to wake up and do 100 push-ups every day. Just start with one, right? Floss one tooth, brush one tooth, and, and get into these habits. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, brushing teeth is not a habit that you need to build. But hey, so, some people it is. Um, <clears throat> and so... I, I love this, this bite size. It's very kind of onky-ish. It's very Pomodoro technique. Um, I, I love I love it. And hopefully it's less intimidating, which will yeah. make more students successful in getting done what they need to get done, what they plan to get done. It's so important. Uh, you, you mentioned Anki and spaced repetition. Blueprint actually has a, a brand new spaced repetition flashcard platform yeah, uh, that students can use as well, uh, which is part of their free account. And, and I want to bring this up because it, with the free account, there's a study planner tool, right? So we're talking about how to create a study plan, but Blueprint has a tool that any student can go use for free. Talk about what that tool looks like. Yeah. So mostly this is a tool that allows you to like organize yourself and uh studying for the MCAT, it's flexible enough to allow you to reorganize your schedule as you go. And I think in here, I want to go like on a bit of a digression. This is like part of why I love our calendar is uh, because you cannot be rigid in your prep for the MCAT. Like if you think I want to study this way and two weeks later, it's not working and you keep pushing and you think that maybe if I push harder or if I maybe like spend more hours than is going to work. That's kind of like you're, de you're deluding yourself into that this will work for me. Yeah. You want to always be flexible, always change. I, I tell my students this in classes or in tutoring. You don't need to listen to my advice. You just need to try it. Yeah. If it works, keep using it. If it doesn't work, then don't use it. There are, there are no one way that works for every single student. There's no one combination of, oh, on Tuesday you do this, on Wednesday you do that, that works for all students studying for the MCAT. So allowing for flexibility and moving things around. And um, just like to keep track of where everything is and how organized you are, what you need to do, what you still have to do, what you have done. I think this, this is very helpful. So I encourage everyone just... Even if you're not buying our product, it's a free resource. It helps you get organized. Then yeah. go start with it. Yeah. The the constant kind of improving and checking in and doing all that, I, I call that course correction. And I, I don't talk about it as much as I used to, um, but I, I love that philosophy. Going through your undergrad classes of like uh, every single day, well, I, I didn't study enough today or study as much as I wanted to today. Like check in with yourself. Why is that? And then course correct the next day. You get your your quiz score back. You didn't do as well as you wanted to do. Reflect on that and then course correct. Uh, and I always give the analogy of the, the, the plane flying from New York to Los Angeles is never flying in a direct line. The, yeah. the wind is pushing it, it left off its course and, and, and south off its course and north off its course. And the plane is constantly moving back and forth, correcting itself every single second, every single minute along the way. Uh, and that's what you as a pre-med student need to do is like, uh, I, I want my A, but sometimes you're over here and sometimes you're over here and, and you're just constantly uh, checking in with yourself and asking yourself questions about how you're feeling and, and, and if you're happy and are you burnt out or you, whatever, uh, and just making sure that you're doing everything you need to do. 
Yeah, I love this. And I think students want to take ownership of their prep. Mm -hmm. They're not doing what Ali says or what Ryan says or what Blueprint says or any other company. You're doing what works for you. So you're in control. Listen to our advice, use it. If it works, keep using it. If it doesn't, use somebody else's advice. Yeah. Um, just make sure you are making decisions that are working for you and not just because Reddit said this or I said this or you said this. Yeah. Um, awesome. I, I want to do uh, another MCAT 101 talking about practice tests uh, because mm -hmm. I, I think that deserves its its own topic. Yeah. So, so we'll end here about study time. Any other thoughts about scheduling time for, for MCAT studying? Yeah, so um, if you have a busy schedule, let's say you have classes or you have a full-time job, I found that, and again, different people have different schedules and they prefer different times of the day to study. But if you feel that you, you have an eight-hour workday, you come back home and you don't have the energy to study for the MCAT, so you do something light, maybe some flashcards, and you study mostly on the, on the weekends, Maybe something to do is change your schedule a bit so that you wake up and you study for the MCAT before you go to your classes or before you go to your eight-hour workday. This way, you are studying for the MCAT at the time of the day where you have the most energy. Um, I know waking up early might not be the best thing for <laughs> you or you, it's not something that's what you want. Uh, but if you do it and it works for you, try it for a couple of weeks if it works for you. Actually, the one of the reasons I'm bringing this up because one of our students in uh, one of my Sunday classes tried this and they're, they've been much happier with their prep. Like they feel that they're accomplishing more. Nice. Even if they're not changing the number of hours they're studying, the amount of work they're doing per hour is, is getting better. They're getting more efficient by just switching when they study. Nice. So important to, again, that's just, that's self-awareness and, and understanding your body and understanding what works for you. It's so important. And one of the reasons why I don't like those big threads on the, on the forums of like, here is exactly how I got a 520. I'm like, that's not going to work for you. I'm sorry. It's, it, yeah. it works for you, that person, uh, but it's not going to work for every, 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 everyone else, maybe anyone else, um, because everyone's just so different. Yeah, that's very true. So Again, you want to take ownership of your own life and your own MCAT life and don't just do what everyone is doing or what some stranger <laughs> on Reddit is doing. Yes. Even though some of the advice there is good, it's not, but not all of the advice is as, good, so be as, careful. As your mom or grandmother would say, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you go jump off a bridge too? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. All right, so there you have it. Again, another episode of the MCAT Podcast in the books, 248 episodes. If you haven't checked out blueprintmcat.com yet and created your free, 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 free account, go do that. Again, blueprintmcat.com. Hopefully this was helpful. We have some more MCAT 101 coming your way, so don't forget to subscribe and let all your friends know about this. Let them all know. MCAT 101 series here on the MCAT Podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.